Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I'm so thrilled that you are here today, but before we get started, you know how I do it. I need you to do me a favor. Wherever it is that you're listening to this episode, I want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, post it on your social media, tag us here at A God Shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. I do that not just for feedback purposes, but I do that because I know that the more times that these episodes are shared, the more people can find out that there is hope on the other side of whatever it is that they're going through. And after all, that is my mission for all things A God Shift. So thank you in advance for doing that. I am going to read my guest bio and I'm going to get into what I know is going to be a good conversation. How do I know? Because we've had pure technology hell trying to get <laughs> trying to get yeah. on here today. Yeah. So trying to get scheduled. We we accidentally scheduled during the 4th of July and then all the things. And now today, technology does not want to be our friend. But God. So we know that this is going to go well. So my guest today is a psychologist, author, and public speaker. Since 1986, she has been teaching adults the strategies to grow emotionally, build healthy relationships, heal from trauma, and experience God at a deeper level. Her mission is to help people find the courage, confidence, and comfort they need through a deeper bond with Jesus Christ. She is the host of a podcast called Life Without Baggage, and she is also the author of five books. We're going to find out more about all of this, but I want to welcome to the show, Tony Cooper. Thank you, Shana. So, Tony, I want to just set the stage a little bit for this conversation because most people have no idea what a God shift means. They just think, oh, that sounds really cool. So my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose but then that moves you into greater possibility. And God uses disruption. I think of disruption like unexpected circumstances. They don't always have to be positive, but those unexpected circumstances that show up in our lives. And he uses that disruption in order to get our attention so that he can invite us into what it is that he has planned for us. So I would love if you could share a time, Tony, that you actually had to overcome some type of disruption in order to get to that great bio. I just, bio, I just okay. Uh, so the most dramatic God shift that I can think of is when my daughter was little, there was an event that occurred in our home and I had to contact the authorities because of that. So after that, all the things that happened, I had to sell my house. My marriage ended. My daughter and I had to move. Uh, the legal issues went on for quite some time. So you can imagine the turmoil that my little girl and I went through at that time. And on top of that, my practice was small because I was focusing on, you know, raising my daughter. So everything got turned upside down. But through that time, 
Um, there were a number of things that the Lord taught me. So you probably want to know what those things are. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you learned during all that. Okay. So I'm putting these in two major categories. One is one of my friends from church told me that when you need something, you can go to a verse in scripture and not just pray it, but declare it. Mm. Um, And I had never really, I'd never known that concept. So there was a verse that I felt like the Lord wanted me to use about prosperity. So I started declaring that over my business, over my finances, because I needed to make some money. So, um, so it wasn't a big stretch after that to learn, well, I could declare verses over my daughter for her welfare, over myself, over my clients. And then I started teaching my clients to declare scripture over their situation, to use it like a battering ram to get through uh, blocks and narrow pathways and the things that life can throw at us. Mm-hmm. So that was one, one big category of things I learned. The second category is more personal. And that is, I had to let the Lord define me. That it's very easy to let ourselves be defined by our pain, by things that have happened to us, by our circumstances by our culture. And so I had to really sink my roots in deeper. I thought they were deep. I had to sink them in deeper. And there were times I would cry out to the Lord and say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to go forward. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, et cetera. And the Lord responded. So sometimes he changed the circumstance. Sometimes he sent me help. But other times he changed me. And somehow I just got, I made that shift, little shift, little shift, little shift. And over time, the Lord redefined the blueprint for my life for that season. I want to unpack those things because both of those lessons are so powerful. Number one, you talked about not just reading scripture, but declaring it. And one, I I love declaration when it comes to the word of God, because even the Bible tells us that the Lord declared the end from the beginning. It says also in there that he spoke those things that were not as though they were. And so our mouths are so powerful. What we're declaring out of our mouths is really dictating what how our day is going to go. And it's dictating, you know, what our future is going to be. But one of the things that I had a church member tell me about four or five years ago, is that her prayer life changed significantly when she started praying scripture. And so she said, I shifted my prayers from just saying what I was thinking and asking for what I wanted. And I started praying God's word back to him. And I was like, well, duh, that makes so much sense because the word tells us that his word won't come back to him void. And so not that he forgets anything or that he needs reminders, but I think it's such a more powerful and effective way of praying to what you said, number one, just declare the scriptures, don't just know them. And don't just, you know, but praying the scripture is just so much more powerful because you're praying God's word. You're not necessarily praying your own thoughts. You're not necessarily praying your own will. And I think that that can change the trajectory of your of your life. And it sounds like it was a, a, a powerful shift in your own life. 
And then the second thing you talked about defining yourself. Um, listeners may not know, but I also have a television show. And during season one on one of the episodes, I talked about quote unquote failure. And oftentimes when we're overcoming disruption, we can see ourselves as failure, or we can see what it is that we're going through as failure. Maybe my marriage failed, my whatever failed. And I made the point that very similar to what you were talking about, defining yourself. Failure will move you forward if you identify with it. And so oftentimes, if something did not work, we reflect that on ourselves as there was something about me that did not work. So I really love those um, two lessons that you learned as a result of your disruption, Tony. So you're a psychologist. I read in your bio that you're, you're a psychologist. And so that means that you've dealt with a lot of people who are overcoming a lot of disruption in your life. So what have you seen are some of the most common barriers that keep somebody from being able to move forward when they're experiencing disruption? Because God intends for it to be a tool. He allows things to happen in our lives, but he wants it to be a tool that moves us forward. It's so often we don't respond appropriately and we get stuck. So what are some of the most common barriers that you've seen that keep us stuck when we're going through? Well, your guests are always very articulate about how a lot of times it's fear or confidence kinds of issues. So I didn't want to say the same thing that everybody else says every week. So I want to describe a phenomenon known as learned helplessness. This is not a diagnosis, so please don't diagnose yourself. And it it doesn't have to be the full-blown condition. But the best way to explain it is to give an example. So some people might know how they train baby elephants for the circus. What they do is they tie a rope around one leg when the elephant is a baby. They tie it to a tree or a pole, something that isn't going to move. So every time that baby elephant tries to go someplace, tries to do something, it gets pulled back. Mm. And so that goes on, you know, month after month, however long they do that. So when they get to be adults, they can control that animal just by the rope around the leg. It doesn't have to be tied to anything. Wow. So it's not hard to figure out how this fits human beings. So what happens is if we grew up where there's a lot of stress, a lot of criticism, um, abuse, neglect, uh, rejection, or I think too that the lockdowns that went on for so long have put people in like a little state of some helplessness, like, well, I don't know what to do anymore. I run into a lot of clients who have not figured out how to regroup and they're smart people, but it's like so much has been disrupted and so many things are blocked and so many losses have occurred that they're having trouble regrouping. But if you grew up with a lot of situations, poverty, chronic health issues, you can get to the place where you believe in God, you you read your Bible but some part of you is not fully alive. Yeah. So do you think that, 
I'm just going to say it the way that I'm thinking it and y'all judge me if you want to. Do you think pop <laughs> out sometimes like, you know, I've tried everything else and I just don't know what else to do. So I just don't know what to do. And they just kind of give up. Well, some people, some people are more passive by nature. They're more compliant. They look to someone else to guide them. And part of that is a good thing because it makes you likable and easy to get along with. Yeah. But it can work against you because there are times the Lord wants you to take a step. You don't know where you're going. It's the word is a lamp unto our feet. So a lamp only shows you one step. And so if you're not willing to take one step because it's scary, because you've never done it before, because no one's showing you how to do it. Sometimes the Lord will put us in that spot and then we have to look to him. And so some personalities, I'm very driven. I'm like, Lord, what's the step? What's the step? Yeah, tell me I'll take it. (laughs) If I think you halfway are saying it, I'm taking it. (laughs) That's right. And for me, the lesson is wait, you know, for me. But for many people, they need a lot of encouragement And you can get that in other ways, but we have to be willing to take that one step. Yeah. I asked that question, Tony, because when people hear, you know, this, this concept of learned helplessness, I just wanted us to really unpack, like, what are some of the ways, what are some of the indicators that we can identify whether or not we're actually falling into that pattern? You know, how, how would I know if I am falling into that trap of learned helplessness. So that's why I asked you that. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to turn you loose and let us let you give us some tips. We'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well, the commercial does not want to play today. So basically, it was sending you to a free guide when God says shift. Inside that guide, you will discover the four shifts that are required to get out of disruption and into destiny. And you can get that at GodSaysShift.com. Love technology. So, Tony, I want to get into some of your nuggets, if you will. You've written five books. You've been a psychologist for years. You are a master at helping people overcome disruption. That's what you're trained in. That's what you've done for years. And so if someone is listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, yep, I'm in the middle of disruption. Yep, probably got a little bit of learned helplessness going on. Yep, I've tried all the things. Yep, I want to move forward and let this be the tool that God designed. What would be the best tip or advice that you could give them that they could start doing today? Well, there's a few different things. Um, Obviously, it's important to learn to hear the Lord for yourself. And so many people pray, but praying, you know, in a conversation, if only one person is talking, that's not a conversation. And so prayer involves listening. We have to be still long enough to know what the Lord wants us to know. Sometimes he'll, he'll give you like a little idea and we oftentimes people question, well, maybe that's just me. Maybe it's God. And so it's a good idea if you sense something in your spirit, um, that might be the next step. But we need to get used to sitting with the Lord while we read his word and then letting him talk to us. If we're doing all the talking, we're not going to get any input. 
and he's not going to talk over you. <laughs> I was on That's the phone. My son is financing his first car. And I was on the phone with the dealership last night because he lives in another state. And the guy kept asking me, I don't remember if he was asking me for my social security number or how to spell my name, but he wouldn't let me finish before he kept talking over me. So I finally just said, if you're not going to type and let me talk, then I'm going to stop talking. God is the same way. If we're not going to stop talking, he's not going to, he's going to stop talking. That's right. And then another thing that I encourage people is we're not designed to do life alone. So if you're trying to solve everything by yourself and you're at the end of yourself, well, you might need to borrow somebody else's hope or somebody else's confidence in you. Now, you don't want to do that your whole life. You you want to temporarily, you know, lean a little bit harder into your support system, whether it's your Bible study or your church or your pastor you need to see a therapist, your your friend who will tell you the truth. Yeah. And you know, let they'll help you with your blind spots. They'll cheer you on. And that way, if you're trying to do it by yourself or figure it out by yourself, we're not designed to do that and it doesn't usually work. We just repeat the same mistakes over and over. I also feel like there's no reason to. Like let someone else's losses be your lessons. Let someone else tell you what it is that they figured out. Like there's, there's no reason that we should try to figure out something that someone else has gone through. And I think that that, that applies personally, professionally, like why do we have this martyr syndrome that we're just going to sit around and figure out everything on our own when there's other people, other people that know the path? Yeah. 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 That makes perfect. Sometimes we feel ashamed. And so we don't want to tell someone else, hey, I'm having a hard time. Some churches, not all, but some churches, uh, they don't really encourage people to be authentic. It's like, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have any problems, uh, you know, read your Bible more. And if life were that simple, I would not have have a job. And I wouldn't have to have a podcast. (laughs) But it isn't that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So there's things Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, So make sure you're connected to a group where you're going to get support, where you're going to get encouragement. Hopefully you can be real and not judged, but encouraged. Um, And people will kind of pick up your blind spots. And if they gently tell you, well, I think this is what's going on. Try to accept the input. Try not to go into the, you know, getting offended when someone tries to give you helpful input. Now, if they're judgmental and harsh, that's different. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, especially we, well, human beings, we don't like to hear what we don't want to hear, but we don't grow that way. Yeah. My dad used to say, the problem is you just don't want to hear the truth. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. Tony, we're out of time for today. So tell us where can they find you on social media? Well, the easiest way to find me is go to my website, drtonycooper.com. That will take you to my books, my podcast, and my YouTube channel. There's also a free download on uh, the book section of my website, and you can my devotional books. 
Awesome. Well, I am going to make sure that the links to all of that is in the show notes. So all they have to do is click it. They don't even have to ask, how do you spell Tony? All, all those things. All they have to do is click. So Tony, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you dropping your nuggets. Everyone share, share, share this episode far and wide. I hope that it has blessed you like it has blessed me and that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Shana. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.